Hello, everybody, and welcome to Elsie's Yoga Class Live and Unplugged Podcast, episode number 76. I actually did it. I am fulfilling my promise to you people. <laughs> um, I have to be very honest. Winter is very challenging for me. I do my best to see all the goodness. I really do, but... When winter begins, oh man, does it kick my spiritual booty. <laughs> I don't um, oftentimes have time to sit and meditate on my themes for my classes. And, you know, I'm really working on being more efficient in my theming and conveying more of the Anusara principles of alignment and philosophy more clearly. But as I'm sure some of you teachers know, this requires work, time, and study. Uh, the clearer and simpler a teacher's theme is, the more skilled and experienced they are, at least. That's my observation. It's kind of like uh, watching a great dancer and you only see the beauty of the art. You only see the expression of the body and it draws you in. You get pulled into the dance itself. You don't see the specifics of the dance, you, the steps, them counting. And you also don't see how many hours the artist has had to rehearse in order to make it seamless, although it's still very taxing for the artist. So anyway, so... I'm getting more and more adept at allowing nature to guide me into what I teach. And um, this is uh, more so because I, like I said before, I don't have very much time to plan things and, and I oftentimes just have a walk. So this generally happens during my walk to teach my yoga class. I've uh, learned to let go of, of what I have to do. And simply allow myself to listen and to drink the inspiration um, that I see around me more freely. So thank God for Christmas lights. <laughs> they were so beautiful. Um, uh, when I was walking, they were just shining towards me whenever I, I walked over to the to my class. And they showed me things I hadn't seen in a while. The streets that I walk often... Uh, you know, the same streets that I walk all the time, they completely shifted and, and shone in a different way. I was more intrigued by, by what was going on inside the homes than the outside because I was able to see inside more clearly because the lights were bright inside also. I saw beautifully decorated houses whose windows shone so bright and I saw I saw shapes and figures all inviting me to step deeper into the homes, into the warmth of the inner dwelling. And I realized that the holiday lights were were put there in a very strategic way. They weren't just randomly placed. They weren't merely thrown, but carefully thought out and generally speaking, placed in ways that would enhance each individual dwelling. The specificity of the way the light was cast out was a clear reflection of the owner's time and thought and commitment. I saw that in order to place these lights optimally, the dweller must first be willing to search the closets, the basements, the attics to get the boxes out and choose what to cast out. 
What makes this so glorious is that all this beauty wouldn't be seen if it wasn't for the shorter and darker days of winter. Uh, so the winter serves to take us deeper into the closet of the self so that we may bring out the decorations of light and enhance the world around us by the way in which we choose to cast our own individual light out into the world. Vasudeva. Vasu is dwelling place. Deva, the light. The nature of the universe is how you choose to pour the light of consciousness into the dwelling place of the self. As you do this, oh, how it shines brightly all around, showing off those mighty, beautiful lights that we all have. So how do you choose to create a dwelling place of light? Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. So given all of that, this week's class is a level two class. I know it's been a while for a level two class. So what I had just talked about was the theme, and that is the theme that inspired this upcoming class. So you'll see it put to action in that class. So let me know your thoughts. I always adore it when I hear from you all. Seriously, it really, it's great for, well, for me, because I know somebody's listening, ha ha ha. But it's also really good uh, to connect you guys uh, with each other. So you can call me and you can leave me your voicemail at 310-651-6238. I'm happy to hear you. 310-651-6238. You can email me at eyogaclass at gmail.com or you can comment on lcsyogacoola.com. Also, we have a Facebook group, uh, a Facebook group, not a Facebook page, where you can go drop off some comments and sort of see who else uh, is part of Elsie's Yoga Kula and uh, check each other out and um, see what each other have to say. And please feel free to post your own stuff and share information. It would be lovely. And uh, remember, this podcast is brought to you by the Elsie's Yoga Class podcast app for the iPhone. And it's a really lovely way to support the podcast. If you happen to own an iPhone or an iPod Touch, it's $3.99 in iTunes. That's $3.99. That's very cheap. $3.99. <laughs> Please consider purchasing it. And what it really does give you is just uh, more ease, um, more usability, and just um, uh, another way in which you can have access to over 70 uh, classes available to you at any time. Uh, you can read a little bit more on some of the prior posts, but I'm not going to go into it right now. But thank you so much for uh, subscribing and for listening and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm so excited for 2010. I can't hardly wait. Oh, enjoy. <laughs> so, I think one of the loveliest things that I see 
And, you know, as we start to move into this holiday season is when I, you know, I, I walk here, so I, I, I take a lot, like, these long walks. And to be able to see buildings or uh, homes literally cast in different lights because you start to see there's a little light coming this way. There's a, there's, you know, Christmas lights now starting to pop up. Or, and even before the Christmas lights were on, it was so beautiful to start to see buildings just lit up from the inside out. There's something wonderful about the end of the year or even the end of the season because it calls you, as we see here from the darkness. You can come over here, sweet Erica. <laughs> when you come into, uh, it's getting so dark so early. You're forced now to do things that you, you, you didn't have to do before. Like with my daughter, we generally now come home at about 4.30 in the afternoon. We used to stay out to like 8 almost sometimes or 7.30. But now the light is forcing us to go back inside. It calls to you, nature does, to turn back inside of yourself. And why is that? If you start to think about how beautiful it is outside, it's not random lights. It's strategically, refinedly placed lights. When they're placed optimally so that when you look at them, you see beauty. And then when you see that, you go, wow. And then at the same time, it just softens you up. So we are called to turn inside of ourselves so that we can refine how we cast our light outward how we cast our light into the world, into the people we see, into the people that we love, into the way that we engage the world. And there's a word for that in Sanskrit. It's called vasudeva. Vasu means dwelling place. Deva, the light. So it's basically casting light into the light, into, into the self, into the light of the self so that you can shine it back out. How sweet is that? So we get an opportunity today to kind of move into that place so that you cast light inside. You turn into the darkness. You turn in so that you can brightly extend that out. So take a nice tall seat, please. Close your eyes. And sit up nice and tall and turn to your breath. in order that we may shine brightly outward, in order that we may uplift and illuminate our homes, our loved ones, our environment, ourselves, we must turn inside. You must turn into the dark. So allow yourself some time here to simply settle into your own seat to settle into your own darkness. And view it as a gift. As we turn inward in this fashion, you can begin to uncover the beauty of the light with great refinement 
delivered to you by your passion, by your commitment, your willingness to step in, to recognize the best and the most auspicious. Bring your hands to your heart. So from this lovely, rooted, warm and dark place, we will chant Om together three times. And I will chant the opening invocation once. If you uh, know the invocation, please feel free to chant along with me. And we'll f- close with one Om. Take a deep breath in. Chitananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Nidalambaya Tejase. Take a deep breath in. to the dwelling place of light inside of your heart, bow. Release your hands. Lift your head fully. Open your eyes. Let's move into downward facing dog, please. Onto your mats. Hi. Just breathe and stretch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nothing, because nothing's over, usually there. And just take a few moments here to just move into your own body. Take a moment to close your eyes here as you begin. To close your eyes as an opportunity to step in. To feel your body from a place of darkness. Taking away the sight, taking away that ability to look outward from a physical place. It forces you to begin to shine that light inside of your own body. So now, become a little bit more aware of your breath inside of you. A little more aware of the way that movement of breath is alongside your body. How about now that your breath has become more full, can you start to focus a little more on your foundation? How about your hands? How about your feet and the way that you place them into your mats? Soften your face and your eye 
lids, your eyelashes, your jaw, your, the root of your tongue, and keep your body nice and strong and alive. Let's just do one more full breath here. And how about using your exhalation, you come down to your hands and your knees. You widen your knees apart, take your big toes together, and shift back into child's pose. So now with your head right in between your arms here, the forehead on the floor, choose to open your eyes. So although now you are looking outward, there's still a a cover. There's still a, a sense of darkness in a way around Notice how even with your eyes open, your awareness and the light that's being cast, it's still looking inward. It's still self-reflective. It's quiet. It's one-pointed. Can you keep that light inward, that sight inward? And now... Move into downward facing dog again so that when we practice today, your eyes will be open. You will be looking. And yet, with every turn, you recognize how that looking out is really taking you deeper inside of yourself. And as you look deeper inside of yourself, then you're able to better see outward, to better view every light source around you and for you to shine. Step your feet together, please. Just your feet. So squeeze your legs isometrically towards each other here and spread your toes a lot. Make your legs as if they were one beautiful leg. And as the legs draw towards center, press the inner corners of your hands more deeply towards the floor. Claw the finger pads here and let the back of your head be nice and soft and smooth. With your next inhalation, lift your right leg up and away from the earth and keep the pelvis squared. One way in which you can cast light inside is to hold to the middle, to hold to the greatest center, which is your heart. Draw the outer hip even more towards the floor. Good. Using every inhalation to maintain and cultivate a steadiness. Using every exhale to create more of a sense of expression and extension. Please bend the right knee into your chest, please, and step it all the way forward to the top of your mat. Pause here with a nice, beautiful high lunge and extend your chest forward towards the front more. Spread the back toes. Let the anchor of your back leg become powerful. So as it rises upward, think about it rooting deeper inside of yourself. And as that happens, as the back thigh right roots upward, think about it that way, then you can descend heavier into your front thigh and create a deeper sense of expression and length. Downward facing dog. Stepping your feet together once again, please. Squeeze those legs towards one another. Spread the toes. Good. Reach the inner heels back even more and try to fan the pinky sides of the foot up towards your outer kneecaps. Good. Now, 
Imagine that there's a string in your inner left thigh. There's a tiny little string in your inner left thigh. With your inhalation, can you lift the left leg up and away from the earth? That's it. So you're actually rising it in from the center. So you stay connected. You stay connected to the source. Spread the back toes even more. With your next exhale, can you now, from the middle of your back, extend down into the earth, up your back, and out through the left foot? Good, and then step your left foot all the way forward to the top of your mats. Come back to your breath. Light is buoyant. Light is expansive. Whenever we have poses that cause us a little more of a a sense of binding, in what way can you tune to your breath to find the light, find the expansiveness in the poses? How about lifting the upper inner right thigh higher up away from the floor so it rises up and even widen your sit bones apart more so that you feel that the pelvis expands laterally out to the right to the left, keeping that expansion. Now scoop the tailbone down and extend your leg bones longer so you shoot energy out through both of your legs, out through the crown of the head as this torso extends forward. Downward facing dog, please, once again. Step your feet together again, please. Inner hands root down towards the floor, unwavering. This time we're going to find a little bit more spaciousness. You understand now what cultivating steadiness is in your body. How can you now keep that that sense of earthy darkness and light it up? So lift the right leg up and away from the earth again. At first, keeping the pelvis squared. Spread your back toes as best as you can. Now come way up onto your tippy toes on your left foot, so you lift the heel up, and now begin to open your hip. So turn your knee towards the bathroom wall, towards the wall on your right side, and take that leg as high up as you can get it, up towards the sky, keeping the leg straight, keeping the leg straight. Good. Now notice what's going on with your left hand and your left armpit. Lift the left armpit up away from the earth. And now everyone, scoop your tailbone down and turn the left kidney more towards the right side. Good. As you exhale, slowly square the hip and step it forward to the top of your mat, please. Beautiful job. Stretch your right leg straight or more towards straight. The right leg, the front leg, straight or more towards straight. Lift the back heel up away from the floor more. Great job. Pause. Fill your breath. Pin the right hip back in space a little more, and now stretch your chest forward more. That's it. Breathe and enjoy. Bend the right knee. Please step back, downward facing dog. And once you cultivate uh, your center in your hands, how about lifting your left leg up and away from the earth? Reach it up towards the sky. Keep the pelvis squared once again. Spread the back toes. Let the anchors, your hands and your feet, the outer extremities stay holding steady to the strength of your heart center by spreading the fourth and fifth toes on the back foot and anchoring through the inner corners of your hands. 
Keeping that, can you now start to open your hips? So you're going to turn your legs slightly more open so the knee faces more towards the door you came in from. And lift the back leg higher up away from the earth. Come way up onto your tippy toes on the right foot so you get even more spacious. Keeping the height of the leg, can you now scoop the tailbone down and turn the right kidney towards the left a little more? Beautiful. One more breath. Exhale very sweetly. Go ahead and square your hip and step the foot forward, please, to the top of your mat. The back leg, you guys were doing so great in that last pose, even when your leg was going up, how strongly your back foot was, keeping it that high up. Can you stretch your left leg straight or more towards straight? Spread the left toes more and pause. Use the power of your breath to find more and more spaciousness inside the spine so your inner body becomes more buoyant. Everyone, extend the right side of your waistline more forward. Pin your left hip back more. And now float and lengthen the left side body longer. What does that mean? The shoulder moves more towards the ear and the left hip moves farther back. Good. Exhale. Bend the left knee 90 degrees and step forward to the top of your mat, please. Spread the toes. Widen your feet so that they're hip-width apart. And come back to your breath again. As much as necessary, bend your knees until your fingertips do touch the floor. Now think about the quality of refinement and how uh, when you look out at the beautiful uh, ornaments that people put outside their homes or even on Christmas trees, there is a very deliberate uh, work involved towards placing light. So as we move into this pose, in order to cast light into your pelvis, (laughs) you have to be very strategic in the way that you place your feet. So spread your toes a lot, everybody. Good. And even here, as you spread the toes, bring into, you can micro-bend your legs a tiny little bit and bring your weight a little bit more forward towards the front of your heels. And then once that starts to come forward, try to pull your heels up away from the floor as if you could, as if you could, but they were stuck down because molasses had gotten them or quicksand or tar. <laughs> and then keeping the back of the shins The top of the shin's moving more forward because the calves are actually doing that. Can you now widen your knees apart and begin to press your upper inner thighs in, back, and apart towards the back wall more? So you literally extend backwards more. Now from the pelvis, root the legs deeper into the floor, straightening the legs as best as your body can. So the light now is shining up in the pelvis, and you're lengthening downward to root more. The heart softens. Keep that. Inhale. Reach your chest forward and lengthen. So you move from that steadiness, and then as you exhale, you bow back in, but the inner body stays nice and vibrant. Let's do that one more time. Root down. Inhale. Extend forward and reach. Exhale. Fully bow back in. And let's do that one more time. Inhale. Lengthen forward. Extend. Pressing back. And exhale, fold back in. Good. Keep the power of your legs, everyone. Root down through the feet and rise up. Circle your arms up. Touch the sky. Extend and lengthen and breathe. And bring your hands straight to your heart center. 
your inner body stays nice and lifted, your eyes are nice and soft. Inhale, circle up. Exhale, fold and bow. Follow your breath, come down to the earth. Inhale, extend your chest forward and shine. Exhale, step it back to plank position, everyone. Top of a push-up. Once you come here, just let your shoulders be directly over your wrist and pause. Stay steady. Take the time to turn inward. Even when things are uncomfortable, pause in order to notice where do you need to cast your light to shine more fully. Allow the back of your waist to fill up away from the earth a little more. Allow the sides of your neckline to extend up towards the sky more. Keeping the fullness of your back body, then lead with the light of your heart as you come down to the earth. So you're going to bend your elbows and lead with the heart. Beautiful. Point your toes, everybody, and come up into a cobra pose. Press down through the feet, lift your chest up, and pause here too. I know that whenever I start to do my first back bend, one of the first things that stops is my breath. Can you let yourself breathe? Press the inner corners of your hands down and curl your shoulder blades back more. There you go. Extend the crown of the head up and roll the tips of the ears back. Downward facing dog, please. Press back and stretch. Soft jaw, soft face. Pressing back through the inner heels more. And always coming back to the inside, to the darkness, in order to expand more fully. Jump or step forward to the top of your mats. Extend your chest forward and lengthen. Exhale and bow. Root down to rise. Circle your arms up and lift up. Stretch it. And bring your hands to your heart. Inner body stays lifted. Inhale. Circle the arms up. Lift up. Exhale. Bow. Fold. Touch the earth. Reach with the heart forward. Inhale. Exhale. Once again, plank position. Top of a push-up. Root the inner hands down and slowly lead with the heart. Chaturanga Dandasana. Curl up into your back bend. Point your toes and lift your chest. Melt the heart more forward, everyone. Curl the upper chest more. Downward facing dog. Press back. You guys are doing great with your feet. Good job. Enjoy the pause. And even in the pause, there's a sense of pure participation, of deep desire to create an even brighter way to shine. Jump or step forward to the top of your mat. So the way that you place yourself on your mat has a direct effect on that. Inhale, reach your chest forward and lengthen. Exhale, fold. Root down to rise, circle the arms up, lift up and stretch up. Hands to your heart. One more. Inhale, circle up. Exhale, fold and bow. Touch the earth. Inhale, extend your chest forward and lengthen. Exhale, plank position, top of a push-up. Slowly come down, Chaturanga Dandasana. From the back of the heart, rise up. 
tops of the feet click down to the floor. So you actually pressing down so much that the front part of your ankles comes away from the floor all the way up to the tops of your kneecaps, keeping that much strength in your legs. Now you can fold the heart more fully and extend from the pelvis out through your legs and forward and up through your chest, forward and up. One more breath. Downward facing dog, everybody press back. Beautiful job. Please step your right foot forward, and we're going to come into Parsvakonasana, that side angle pose. So the right leg is bent at a 90-degree angle. Your back heels to the earth. Your right forearm comes to the top of your right thigh, and your left hand goes over your ear towards the front of the room, please. Good. The pinky side of your left foot, everyone, should be more parallel to the back of your mat, so that the sole of the foot is totally on the floor. Great. Pause and breathe. Think about the way that I'm bringing all these kind of crazy little holiday things, but you know when you're making cookies and you have a mold and how you put the, the cookie batter inside and it kind of expands into the mold, it actually gets bigger. So the shape of your body here, you first take the shape and then you grow it. So the front thigh bone needs to be at a 90 degree angle. Your back leg straight, your left torso extending up and over. But then there's more. So spread the back toes, spread the front toes, and squeeze your legs isometrically towards each other. So that creates a sense of moving into the darkness. It's like you're really going to start to bake the cookies. And then as you draw in that much heat, now... Take the groins in, back, and apart, even wide in the pelvis, more towards the back wall. Scoop the tailbone down, and now expand. So you literally push out from the pelvis, down into the earth, up your torso, and turn the belly up and your chest up a little more. Big stretch. Beautiful. Hands down to the floor, everyone. Plank position. Take a deep breath here, and slowly from the heart, come down to your bellies. Chaturanga Dandasana. Come up from the back of the heart, cobra or upward facing dog. Use your breath. Inhale fully. Downward facing dog. Press down and push back to lengthen. Left foot forward, Parsvakanasana. Nice wide stances. Always moving into that shape, into the general form of the pose, if you will. At first, just getting your body in the position, just allowing yourself, think about it in that way. It's a time always to look inside. How am I moving? How can I stay calm? How can I find where my steadiness is? And then you can always grow it. There's always more. So spreading your toes nice and wide. When you do that, it brings you more awareness to the earth. Squeeze your legs in so that you feel the power moving all the way up. So much heat into the pelvis. From that heat, you can now create a little bit more openness. So you take the tip moves in, back, and apart. You create a sense of openness, widening. And then into that widening, now you can scoop the tailbone down and extend out through the leg bones more. Reach the torso more forward and turn your belly, your lungs, your heart up towards the sky more. Lean back, shine it all the way out. Beautiful. Hands down, everyone. Plank position. Take a deep breath in plank and come down chaturanga as you exhale. Rise it up, cobra pose with your in-breath. Exhale, downward facing dog, press it back. 
Keep your hands rooted. And come back to your breath. Right foot forward, Virabhadrasana number two. That's warrior number two. So your back heels to the earth in the same way as the, as the last pose. Your arms are out to the sides, and your belly button is facing towards the door that you came in from. Good. Let your stances be wide enough so that you are spacious, but not so wide that you lose the power to pull back to your center. How do you know this? You, you, you can start to kind of play with it. You can step your, your foundation a little wider and see, can I still stay grounded and pulled in with a stance this wide? If you feel too compact, can you step it out just to feel the difference? Everyone, bend two inches deeper into your front leg and widen the right knee towards the pinky side of the toe a little bit more. That's it. As you do that, with your next inhalation, shift your entire waistline more towards the left, more towards the back of the room. Reach back towards the back wall and then descend deeper into your front leg. That's it. Big stretch. Exhale, hands down, please, and you may move through Chaturanga Dandasana or step back to Downward Facing Dog. Left leg forward, please. Virabhadrasana 2. The alignment principles that I offer you are opportunities for you to find the optimal expression of light. Think about uh, when you put Christmas lights up and then one of the bulbs is not working. (laughs) There's only one that's not working, yet it affects the whole entire strand. So if you think about the way that you're placing your body, especially your left foot facing forward, make sure that it's parallel. Make sure the left knee is moving towards the pinky side of the toe. Allow the upper body to be nice and expansive and reach out. Those are basics. It's like you're really making sure each one of the bulbs is shining light beautifully out from the, from the midline, from the point of the heart. One more breath. Exhale. Hands down to the floor, please, everybody. Plank position, top of a push-up. Chaturanga Dandasana. Cobra pose or upward facing dog, please. Lift up, chest up, heart up. Melt the heart more forward. Downward facing dog, everyone. Root down through the hands, unwavering with that stability. Reaching back through your groins and through your sit bones. Breathe and stretch. Extend and lengthen. Please jump or step forward to the top of your mats. Once you're forward, can you widen your feet so that they are hip-width apart, please? And have the toes facing forward. And this time what we're going to do is uh, you're going to bend your knees just a tiny little bit more than a fraction, so a little bit more than the first time we did it. And I want you to take the palms of your hands, the palms of your hands, and place them to your outer shins. So the palms of your hands to your outer shins, to the outsides 
of your shin bones. Now, place your hands, I would say, about an inch lower than your outer knee joint and have the palms, the actual palms, pressing in. Now, the kind of pressure that I want you to exert into your shins is the kind of strength that you use when you're doing chaturanga. So when you're starting to bend your elbows to move a chaturanga, you really press down. You're really using a lot of, of strength. Lift your toes up, everybody. Press your shins in towards each other. So push them in. Push them in strong. And now actively from your inner kneecaps, widen your inner kneecaps apart. Look at your inner thighs and see if you can widen your inner thighs away from one another even more. Away from one another even more. Good. Keeping that, can you start to stretch your legs straighter? Keep pushing your shins in and widen your inner thighs apart. So two different things going on at the same time. Spread your sit bones apart more. Widen the pelvis even more. Press your thigh bones back into your hamstrings to stretch those legs straighter. One more breath. And then slowly keep the legs that strong. Release the hands and touch the earth, please. Extend your chest and lengthen forward. Exhale, fold. One more. Reach your chest forward. Lengthen and extend. And exhale. Bow back in. Step your left foot way to the back of your mat for me. Way to the back of your mat for me. Good. So once you're there, have your hands right alongside that front leg. And we're going to open the pelvis a little bit from here. Pause. And squeeze your legs in. Now we're going to do a little bit of a movement from the hips. You're going to start to find how to get a little bit more spacious through the hips here. Keep the back heel lifted so the back leg is not going to move. So that ankle is not going to move from side to side. What I want you to do is to widen the right hip over towards the right side. Widen the right hip over towards the right side. And even lean gently into your right hand. Just a little bit over towards the right side. And then... Do the exact opposite. Square that hip. Widen the left hip over towards the left. Keep the back heel steady. Don't let the heel come with you. So you're just widening the hip. Let's do it again. Lean over towards the right. Lead from your inner thigh. Think about the inner thigh moving over towards the right more. Good. Even crescent the outer hip to the right. Overdo it. Lean more towards the right side. Take that right sit bone to the right. There you go. And now square the hip, pin it back, crescent the outer left hip to the left, crescent it out. That's it. Keep the back heel steady. So the shin holding to the midline, it's that nice, beautiful way in which you cast the light of the hip as it opens out. Good. Come back to center. Step forward to the top of your mat. Release the crown of the head. Come back to your breath. Switch sides, right leg back. Right leg back. Pause here. Spread the toes. Fingertips right alongside the hips. Good. Squeeze those legs in. Pause. The guiding light here, guys, the lead to find that that opening is your inner thighs. So as you squeeze your legs in, tone the inner thighs more. Now, begin to lean more onto your left fingertips and widen from your inner left thigh, your left hip to the left. So you're actually moving it from underneath. Think about the inner thigh 
finding that much more space over towards the left side. That's it, Julianne. Good job. So it's not even just moving from one place, but it comes from, oh, from the inner thigh muscle as you moves out. That's it. Good job. As you exhale, shift it over towards the right side. So square the hips more. Crescent the outer right hip over towards the right side. This time, the outer right hip kind of moves downward and wraps around the pelvis. Good. Inhale, move it over towards the left side again. Crescenting the left hip to the left. That's it. Good job, Jill. Widen from the inner thigh. And then as you exhale, square the hips. Take the right hip more towards the right. Good. Beautiful. Stretch it out. Fantastic. Step back, downward facing dog. Breathe and stretch. Breathe and lengthen. Inhale, come into plank. Exhale, come into your bellies, chaturanga. Lay on your bellies for me, please. Good. Point the toes. Interlace the hands behind your back. Let yourself soften first. Soften your skin. Let yourself get nice and heavy and soft, receptive. So that you start to feel how the breath inside of you is actually casting light to, to a lot of different areas in your body that might be constricted, especially when you're going to do a backbend. Once you've found that spaciousness, that wonderful sensitivity, then charge your body actively. So press your feet down to the floor strongly. Just with your breath, curl your shoulder blades back more and lift the front of your shoulders away from the earth. So you're just placing your muscles where you want them. And then comes the full action. Now from the pelvis, extend out through the legs and lift your chest up away from the floor. So the tops of the feet, everyone, are rooting down. Push them downward as if you were doing cobra pose with the lower body. But the upper body is lifting up without your hands. Your shoulders move back. The crown of the head extends up towards the sky more. Big breath. Good. Keep the height of your chest. Release your hands and place them alongside your torso and lift a little bit higher into a proper back bend. Shoulders back, sides of the neck back, tips of the ears back. Downward facing dog. Press back and stretch. Beautiful, guys. Breathe and stretch back. Step your right foot forward and your back heel to the earth. Good. Keep your right knee bent. So we started to work at widening that front hip in that last pose when you guys had the back heel lifted and you were widening that right hip over towards the right side. So we're going to begin to do that in this pose. You guys are going to squeeze your legs isometrically towards each other. So you have to tone your inner thighs. And then... How about starting to stretch your right knee straighter? But you're going to do it by widening from your inner thigh over towards the right side a little bit more. So you're going to squeeze those legs in and keep reaching that right hip over towards the right side as best as you can. Spread the right toes. Spread the right toes, everybody. So think the inner thigh is widening it out for you. Taking it all the way out towards the right. Good. 
Beautiful job. Now take your right hand, everyone, and place it right out of, outside of your right shin so that the form gently presses into your outer right shin. Take your left hand to your left hip and pause right there. Spread your toes. Squeeze your legs in a lot. Everybody, widen the right hip even more towards the right side. Good. Now keep the widening. Now scoop your tailbone down and turn your belly up. Chest up, left arm up towards the sky. Trikonasana, triangle pose. That's it. Beautiful. Everyone, you guys are doing awesome. Squeeze the muscles above the top of the right thigh bone even more. You're doing great, Princess Erica. One more big breath as you curl your chest open and even lean back. Take a deep breath. Hands down to the floor, please. Downward facing dog position. Breathe and stretch. Extend and lengthen. I know Trikonasana was one of my least favorite poses to do a long time because every time I stepped into it, it was all about binding. My back was tight, my hips were tight, my hamstrings were tight, my shoulders were tight. <laughs> so every time I went in it, it was like, can you please get out of this pose? But as I attempted and drew more power inside of myself, the more that I did that, the more the pose opened up for me. Step your left foot forward to the top of your mat, please. Your back heel to the earth. So it first requires you totally stepping into the darkness, stepping in to cultivate your strength, to cultivate the power of the heart, to magnetize inward. So you've got to squeeze your legs in, pull power in, squeeze the leg bones closer towards the bone, and then begin to widen. Then you begin to open up from a place of steadiness. So the left outer hip even widens more towards the left side. If you want to experience it on your own a little bit more, you can take your left hand and place it way up high. So you're going to scoot your hand underneath your hamstring at the connectors, almost over toward your pelvis, way up high. Grab your hamstrings and then turn them outward, like you're rolling the whole thigh bone towards the left side more. So it's in that powerful way that you're widening that, um, the pelvis all the way up to here, sweetie pie. Way up high, like that, like that. Good. Yeah, there. Widening it out. Now begin to stretch your left leg straighter. Keep that same power. Widening the left outer hip to the left side. Walk the left hand to the outer shin more. Take the right hand to your right hip. Good. So now you found space. Then you can create the expansiveness. So from the pelvis, extend down into the earth more. Push the leg bone straighter. Turn the belly up towards the sky. Extend the crown of the head more forward and the right arm comes up towards the sky more. Good. Take a pause here. Pause. Everyone, lift the left ear away from your left shoulder a little bit more. Good. And how about for the next second, just look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. Straight ahead, not look up. Good. And now as you look straight ahead, curl both of your shoulders back more. And even from there, press the head straight back like you're leaning into a pillow. And as you curl back, then you'll notice the heart opens more fully. <sighs> Exhale, hands down to the floor, please. Downward facing dog. So it becomes a more, the light becomes more refined, more beautiful, more expansive. Come down to your hands and knees, please. 
on your hands and knees. Hands onto the floor, tuck your back toes under. We are going to scoot your right leg, your right foot over towards the right side. And then you're going to start to shift your weight onto your right hand and your right knee. And you're going to come out to the outside of the leg. So you're just going to be leaning onto the right knee, the foot, hand to your waistline, and pause. Good. Everybody roll the right shoulder blade, the one, the shoulder blade closer towards the ground, back more. Good. Now, squeeze power to the midline. How do you even do that when you're like on one arm and one leg? Press the knee down and the hand down and try to squeeze them towards each other more. Lift your left leg away from the floor so it's parallel with your hips. Your left leg away from the floor. Spread your back toes. That's it, Erica. Good job. Spread the back toes. Press the sides of the neck back a little bit. Great. You guys are doing awesome. Beautiful. You can stay here if you choose, or you can go a little bit farther by bending the top leg and reaching with your left hand and holding your foot. That's an option, not something you need to do. One thing, if you are holding your foot, don't take your knee higher than your hips. I want them on the same plane. Good. Julianne, just hold the uh, pinky side of your foot. You don't have to hold the inside. That's it. Press your foot against your hand, hand against your foot, everybody, and then scoop your tailbone and start to curl your chest open for those of you who are holding the foot. One more breath, and then very carefully go ahead and release. Place the knee down, the hand down, come down onto your knees, and shift back into child's pose. Breathe and stretch. Just come back to your breath. Notice the difference between signs. Come all the way back onto your hands and your knees, please. And pause. So we're going to do the second side, really nice and slow. Okay? So on your hands and your knees, on your hands and your knees, we're going to be moving onto the left side. Shoulders directly over wrist, toes tucked. You're going to shift your left foot, shift your left foot over towards the left side. That gives you just a little bit more of a sense of balance. Then you're going to shift all of your weight onto your left hand and to your left knee and take the right leg out so it actually stays steady on the ground. So you're not lifting it up just yet. Not lifting it up just yet. Then claw the finger pads and roll the left shoulder back. Pause. So just hold to your center. Draw all parts of yourself towards the middle, from your hands, from your feet, and towards the center. Then possibly lift the right leg up away from the floor and pause right there. Spread the back toes. Shoulders back, head back. Good. Keep that. For some of you, maybe this is exactly where you need to be. If not, you can go ahead and bend the back leg with the right hand. Reach your foot, the pinky side of the foot, and pause. Not taking the knee up towards the sky. 
keeping it level with your hips. Take the right shoulder back. And then let's do a little isometric movement, guys. Press the right knee more forward as if there's a wall in front of your right knee. And then scoop the tailbone down. And then you can start to curl backwards. Press the head back, chest back, open up, back, big breath, stretch. Then slowly, slowly, go ahead and release. Release the back leg. Come down with the hand. And once again, child's pose. Shift it back. Breathe and stretch. Downward facing dog. Come back to your breath. Please step forward with your right foot. We're going to move into Ardha Chandrasana, half moon pose. With the right leg forward, shifting your weight onto your right leg, take your hands forward, lift the back leg up. Have your arms and your hands so that they're slightly wider than shoulder width apart. That might help you a little bit. Have your hands possibly, mm, I would say, a foot and a half in front of your right foot also, so they may even come off your mat. Perfect. Take your left hand to your left hip and spread your toes. Now, turn your belly towards the door that you came in from and also open your hip so that your knee is now facing more towards the door that you came in from. Same position as the last pose that we just did. Good. Turn your belly up towards the sky more and take the left shoulder back. And for some of you, possibly take the left arm up and even look up. Good. Let yourself breathe. Good. Very carefully, go ahead and take your left hand down to the floor, squaring your hips. Bend the right leg and step all the way back to downward facing dog. Breathe and stretch. Let's do the second side, left foot forward. Shift the weight forward, reach forward with your hands, and first square your hips and just stay balancing on that left foot. One thing about Ardha Chandrasana is that you, your foundation is the key to your expansion. So one of the reasons that I have you have your hands forward about a foot and a half of your foot and your arms a little bit wider than shoulder width apart is so that you can start to find here, there's a, there's a, both hands are on the floor now, so that's like, three points of equal pressure. Now lean all of your weight onto your left fingertips and your left foot and take your right hand to your right hip. So you use the left hand and the left foot equally. That's part of your foundation. Now start to open your hip. So turn your knee more towards the right leg, more, more towards the right wall. Good. 
Lift the right leg a little bit higher. Good. So your belly is facing towards the right side, everybody. Your belly's facing towards the right side. You're going to keep that. Now scoop your tailbone down strongly. Turn the left kidney up towards the sky. Roll the right shoulder back more. And now reach your right arm up. Good. For those of you feeling crazy today, you can start to turn the tip of your nose to the sky. Oh, my God. One more big breath. Great. As you exhale, take your right hand down to the floor, please. Square your hips. Mindfully step back with your right foot. And everybody, downward facing dog position. Ah. Breathe. Right foot forward for pigeon, please. So you're going to walk your right foot over towards the left side. Right foot forward, right foot over towards the left side. Come to the outside of your shin. Mm-hmm. And now walk your hands back so they line up a little bit more with your hips here. Tuck your back toes under. Good. And let's power up those legs. So you're going to press the back knee down and forward. And draw the right hip back in space a little bit more. Good. Keep the power of the back leg. Now come forward onto your forearms, everybody. Please. So the back shin stays nice and strong. <laughs> so even as you're finding the length uh, and steadiness of your, of your legs, because you guys are all doing fantastic with your lower body. You're, you're being incredibly aware and incredibly powered up with the lower body. Now, just bring, cast a little bit more light into your torso and begin to discern your torso as a, as a cylinder. Feel the right and the left side of your waistline the right and left inner bodies, the front and the back. And begin to notice if there's one part that's shorter, more compact, darker, so to speak. And keeping the power in your legs, can you now, via the light of your breath, start to expand those parts that tend to be more dark. I would say for the majority of us, the right side of the, of the body, the right side body, tends to be shorter. Generally speaking, even the upper part of your pelvis, the crest of your pelvis on the right side, tends to be very, very narrow and uh, bound up by the right hip. So, in order to create space there, you must begin to breathe ever more fully into the back of the right kidney. So the kidney rises up away from the thigh bone. The belly gently draws into the spine to create more space above that right hip. Keeping that, then you can start to draw the right hip back in space more and extend the whole chest forward. Now, what that does is that stops your psoas muscle from binding. Anytime that you're in a really tight, wound down position where you're let, impeding 
uh, space, the psoas muscle tends to charge up. You've got to really start to find more and more space. Let's go ahead and switch sides, please. Left leg comes forward. Good. Back knee down to the floor. Walk your hands back at first so that your torso is more upright. Simply so that you can line up your body as optimally as possible. So press the back knee down and try to drag it forward. Press the left outer shin down and try to draw it backwards so that your pelvis becomes more squared, more forward. Keeping that, now you can start to come downward. So even here, scoop the tailbone, lengthen out through the legs, and then extend forward with the chest. So there's always this wonderful pulsation, drawing in, extending back out. Downward facing dog, please. Right foot forward to the top of your mat. Bring your back knee down to the floor. Take your left hand off to the left, please. Possibly even off your mat a little bit. I want you to squeeze your legs in, and just like we did in the prior poses when you were widening your pelvis, I want you to widen over towards the right side a little bit, so you're going to crescent the right hip back and even shift your sit bones back slightly towards the back wall. Then you're going to bend the back leg and spread the toes. Good. From here... Now, use your right hand on the top of the right thigh and turn your belly up towards the sky a little bit more. So I want you to root down with the hand onto the right thigh bone so that your belly turns up more. Bend the right knee more and see if you can reach your heel towards your bum. Good. Now see if you can reach back and hold on to your foot. If your foot is still, like, really far away, <laughs> you can take your left hand on a block. Sometimes that's incredibly, incredibly helpful to take your left hand on a block as high as necessary, giving you more of a lift so that you may be able to reach back. Roll the right shoulder back a little bit more. You can even lift your hips up here, Miss Donna, so that this guy goes up like that. There. Turn the hand up. There you go. 
That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, great. I didn't want to hold my foot. Thanks a lot. Turn up to the sky, everybody. Turn your belly. Now, everyone, bend one inch deeper into your right knee. Oy, and turn up. Big stretch. Oy. And slowly release, please. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Switch sides to the other side, please. Yeah, that was not something I wanted to do. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Good. Pause. Walk your right hand off your mat to the right side. So you place the hand flat down to the floor. Shift your hips slightly backwards so that your lunge is not so deep into that left leg. And even widen the left hip over towards the left side. It gives you a little bit more space. Now squeeze your legs towards each other and start to bend the right leg a little bit. Start to bend the right leg a little bit. Good. Beautiful. Press down through the left hand onto the top of your left thigh and then turn your belly away from your left thigh. Turn your belly. Turn your belly. Yeah, move it away. That's it. Bend your right leg deeper. See if you can touch your heel to your bum. Oh, now reach back and hold on to your foot. Just like that. Just easy as pie. Good. <laughs> pie is not easy. What are you talking about? Take the left shoulder back a little bit more. Beautiful. And then now scoop your tailbone down and Bend deeper onto your left leg and move away from your left thigh a little more. Roll back, chest back, heart open. Hoo -hoo. And then slowly go ahead and release. Yikes. Downward facing, please. Press back. Downward facing. Press back. Reach back through your inner heels and your inner thighs. Great job, guys. Shift your weight forward. Lay on your bellies. Dhanurasana. Dhanurasana. Bend your legs, hold the tops of your feet. Spread the toes. Shoulders back. Good. Pause. Press the tops of the thigh bones down to the earth. So when you do that, you're harnessing into the darkness. You're harnessing all of your energy into your pelvis. Think about drawing from your hands and your feet into your pelvis as you press your knees down. Then keeping that sort of engagement and passion as you pull in. Now scoop the tailbone and extend out. So now you're casting the light deliberately. You're extending out from the core of the pelvis, out through your legs, out through the torso. Lift your chest up, lift your heart up, lift your knees up. One more big breath as you extend fully out into the pose. And using your exhale, come out of the pose. Go ahead and release. Good job, everyone. How about laying on your backs with your feet towards the front of the room, towards where I'm sitting, your head towards the wall behind you. And let yourself settle down <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Oy, oy, oy. Go ahead, please, and bend your legs so the soles of the feet are on the floor. Make sure that your feet are hip-width apart and parallel here, spreading the toes. <coughs> bend your arms at the elbows, everybody, and have the uh, palms of the hands facing one another. Mm -hmm. Press the elbows towards the floor, and I want you to roll your shoulder blades back so that the back of your shoulders and the head of the arm bones are moving towards the earth more, towards the earth more. 
Good. Press the back of your head into the floor more. That doesn't mean the back of your neck. The back of your head. So you start to feel the back of your neck nice and strong. There's an arch to the back of the neck that's natural to that spine, to the cervical spine. Keeping that with a big inhale, can you start to fill the lungs up more, the sides of your waistline more from the top of the hip to your armpits? You're going to keep that full in your upper torso. Now press your feet down, lift your hips up. Press your feet down, lift your hips up. Curl your upper body more so that the, think about your rib cage, more perpendicular to the floor. So you're literally going to breathe deeper up into your chest. Good. One more big breath. Very carefully from here, slowly, you're going to come down to the earth, leading from your inner thighs. Your pelvis widens apart as you drop down to the floor. The lumbar spine's nice and open and curvy. can release those hands and pause. So that's your second back bend. We're just going to do one more. Now the last one, the last pose, the last back bend we're going to do is going to be your choice. Some of you are a little more adept with your practices and might be feeling like you're, you're okay with it at this moment to do a full back bend, Urdhva Dhanurasana, upward facing bow. So I'm allowing you to do that if you need to. I'm not going to teach it. I'm still going to teach Set to Bandhasarvangasana, which is bridge pose. So you may choose to go a little deeper for your own body. You do not have to do that. So let's all start together. Go ahead and bend your arms at the elbows. Have the palms of the hands facing one another. Press the elbows to the earth and take a deep breath in and curl your chest open. Keep the heart nice and full. Now press your feet down. Lift your hips up. Good. Beautiful job, guys. Spread the toes. Press down through the feet and try to sweep your feet back towards your butt, back towards your bum. Curl your chest open even more as you open up. Now, for those of you who want to go a little deeper, you're more than welcome to place your hands alongside your ears and take your full pose. So take your time. You don't have to do that. Regardless of what you're doing now, as you curl up through your chest, now extend out, root down through the feet and extend your chest more towards the back of the room a little bit. Beautiful. One more big breath as you open up. And as you exhale very carefully, take your time as you come all the way back down to the floor. Nice and soft. Go ahead and relax. Stay here for a couple of breaths. Do your best to be as still as possible. We still have just a couple of moments before we finish into our full Shavasana. Just let your body unwind from where you've placed it. Please go ahead and bend your knees into your chest. 
Take your arms out to the sides. Take a nice deep breath here, inhaling fully. Exhale, drop your legs to your right side. Let your left shoulder stay nice and rooted into the earth. Inhale, rise up. Exhale to the opposite direction, please. Roll the right shoulder back. And soften. Inhale, rise back up. Bring both knees into your chest and hold just to the tops of your knees. Softening the groins towards the floor, keeping your shoulders nice and wide and open. Back of the head presses back a little bit. Your chest is nice and expansive. The belly soft. Release the feet and move into your last pose, please, your Shavasana. This pose is the epitome of nighttime, of darkness. Every time we practice, we move into this darkness, into a quieting, so that we may be able to, with eloquence and refinement, move into the depths of our hearts. so that we may be more efficient in allowing that light to be cast out into the world. Enjoy your darkness. Enjoy your breath as sprinkles of light.
Deepen your breath. Notice the expansive quality of light as your breath becomes more full. And with this refined reflection of breath inside of you, can you start to allow your body to move and express the light from inside? Sweetly, quietly. Please roll to your right side. And come up and take a seat. Let your hands rest right at the tops of your thighs. Lengthen your spine long. And allow your shoulders to gently move towards the back plane of the body. And pause. May we use the darkness as an opportunity to refine the way we shine out. May we take the time to pause and deliberately and passionately turn inside our hearts so that we may better look outward, so that we may better shine outward to both those that we love and to ourselves. Bring your hands to your heart. We'll chant Om together one more time as we close the practice, letting our voices shine with that beautiful, refined light. Take a deep breath in. Thank you all so much. Namaste.